Yeah, yeah, I have always loved vintage watches. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, my friends. Podcast number 192. And this one is really just about my affinity for mechanical wind-up vintage and antique watches. When my... uh, when I was younger, when I was younger, sorry about that. When I was younger, my uh, my father had a vintage wind-up watch that I just simply loved. I loved the idea of it winding, and I used to just put my ear on his watch, on his wrist, and just listen to it tick, and I was always fascinated with it. And eventually he gave it to me when I was a young man, younger than I am right now. Uh, and he eventually gave it to me, and um, I just, you know, I've always had an affinity for vintage timepieces, mostly wristwatches. Now, as a result, uh, his watch originally still is, actually, is a Bulova, which is just, you know, a a fantastic, historically grand watch company. You know, they were a big deal in Lindenburg, you know, turn-of-the-century stuff. They created the first photo finish uh, photography what that has to do with watches, I'm not quite sure. I think it had to do with the timer, the timing. And uh, they even started like uh, commercials, uh, set your watch to Bulova time. And they, they have great history. I got some links down in my show notes. And, uh, and it just so happens that's just the watch my father had. And then over time, I've started to collect uh, vintage wind-up watches. So I have a handful of them. But doom boom uh, But yeah, I have quite a few, actually, you know, because being 50, you know, you buy one, one watch every two years or whatever, you know, after 15 years, you got, you got a little stock. You know, after 25 years, you got a bigger stock. And I have just always loved always loved wind-up watches. And uh, yeah, I have a pretty funky little collection. They're all Bulova. They're all pre-1990. Not all of them. 99% of them are pre-1969. They're all manual. They all wind up. And they all function, you know. It's really interesting wind-up watches. They're really, they're quirky, right? Because they don't keep like incredibly accurate time. Over the course of a day, I might end up being five minutes off which I think is actually pretty cool, you know? I think it's actually pretty cool, and I love the style. I mean, they are they are way cool. Way, way cool. But I do have one 1976 uh, Bulova Computron, which is a LED with the red LED. Looks like the old-school Texas instrument calculators, and it's a driver's watch, so it's angled... It's angled for viewing. It's really sleek. It's the only one I would own that's not mechanical. This one's actually electronic, um, but I love it to death. And of course, at the heart of my Bulova vintage antique watch collection is my father's watch, which is a mid-1960s uh, Bulova. Uh, really sweet. Nothing, nothing extra special, really, but it's extremely sentimental, and it's really just started my, you know, started my love of of vintage timepieces. And then overall, I'm a vintage fan. I love vintage mountain bikes. I got some old uh, Leslie rotating speakers. I love antiques. You know, I'm just into, I'm into vintage stuff. I can't help it. It's just kind of the guy that I am.
But my, my favorite Bulova watches come from the late 20s and early 30s. I probably got about six of those, and a couple of them are just... The ones I have from the 30s are so cool, so, so Art Deco, so hip. And then I got some great watches from the wartime. I got probably four military watches uh, that have the hack feature. Bulova was famous for their hack feature, which allows you to stop the second hand so everybody on the team can set their watch to the exact time. It's really pretty cool, but I love wearing those. And then I got some watches from the 60s that are pretty mod, mod, mod cool. I was going to say mod freaky cool, but uh, yeah, I got some funky wrist watches that I all attribute back to my father, you know, and I even have his old pocket watch, which is a South Bend, it's a railroad pocket watch uh and it's 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 south bend indiana um and then i also have a bull of a pocket watch pocket watch and uh you know i'm going to tell you the reason why i'm sharing this story (laughs) oddly enough is because as i was putting my watch on today i was struggling a bit so yeah of course i wear vintage watches and the majority of them probably 85 percent all have you know, they have leather wristbands, um, which take a little bit of work for a one-handed guy to put on. Like sometimes it's a real struggle. It's a real struggle. And I think about that when I'm struggling, trying to get those things on, like why, why do I even go this extra mile, you know? Uh, but I think it's really worth it because a lot of the people that I've worked with getting my vintage watches fixed and lubed and overhauled, you know, all pretty much agree that a really high, a really true classy watch always has a leather band, not kind of the metal retractable ones, which make life real easy. And yes, I have some of those. Of course I do. Of course I do. In fact, my father's watch has one of those on it. So I don't mind them, but I really prefer a nice leather uh, watch band, of course, of course. And it's interesting because, you know, watches on a one-handed guy are weird, at least from my perspective. You know, and I'm a big Mac head. You know, I, I got a MacBook Pro. I got an iPod. I got an iPhone. I got an iPad. Right. You know, I'm really into Apple products and I have been my whole life. And often people are asking me if I if I have an iWatch and as much as I would love to have an iWatch, it doesn't fit my body because if I'm if I'm wearing it on my right wrist, which is the only wrist I have, my left arm, I cannot articulate. I, it's you know, it's a touch screen and I don't have any fingers, so I can't really touch it. It takes people a little bit of time to figure that out. Now, of course, I could wear it on my left elbow, but it would just look weird. It would just look weird. So, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a quirky, funny thing that I actually, I love these watches so much. And at the same time, I don't like wearing something on my wrist, right? Because it inhibits my movement. And since this is the only hand I have, it kind of gets in the way on one level, you know, when I was, you know, 20 years, I did illustration work. Whenever I had to do a certain amount or kind of production work, because we have we have a number of 60-inch uh, plotters and there was a lot of printing going on and we do do a lot of production work, or at least I did. I would always take my watch off because it, it kind of got in the way. I don't have full articulation of my wrist when there's a watch on there. And I don't, you know, other than a watch, I don't wear anything on my wrist. I don't, I don't even wear bracelets over there. 
but I, I do wear watches because I think they're just, they're just stylish. You know, men, we don't necessarily have a lot of accessories. Haberdashery, which is a great word I was talking to my brother about. Haberdashery is men's accessories, accessories, right? Tie clips, uh, cufflinks, belts, uh, watches, that kind of stuff, right? It's just, it's haberdashery. And we don't have that much. So I love wearing watches and I love wearing vintage watches and I love wearing wind-up vintage boulevard watches. But man, it's weird for the one-handedness in my life. And actually, whenever whenever I was doing uh, professional speaking for children, which is the, was the majority of the work that I did, I went to a lot of schools and did a lot of talks. And I always gave kids Q&A time because they always want to know how the one-handed guy does stuff. Standards, you know, tie shoes, wash dishes, put on my coat, all that kind of crazy stuff. And then often, often I get asked, how do I put my watch on and off? And that, that became a very big staple in my presentations, in my talks about one-handed life is just putting my watch on. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Sometimes it's... You know, it's more difficult than I want it to be. But once I get that watch on, mm, uh, man, it looks really good. And I was struggling today. <laughs> man, I was struggling today to get that watch on. It just took me so long, probably seven tries to make it work. Seven tries. You got to think about it. I don't have another hand to put my watch on. I watch people put watches on. And uh, it, it just happens so quickly for a lot of people with the band. Uh, yeah, you know, it's cool. It's cool, Raul. Cooler than the water in a swimming pool. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But there you go, my friends. Just a short little thing just to let you know that, you know, putting my watch is... I, I love the, the the fashion of watches, but just putting that thing on sometimes can be so challenging. And that's just one of the things I deal with in this one-handed life. In this one-handed life. Sometimes it'd be easier not to do it or... Uh, you know, a different kind of band, just have all like elastic style, you know, retractable bands and this kind of thing. Um, <laughs> the guy, the, there's a watchmaker here in Boise. He always refers to those bands as old men's bands, old man band. He's like, I'd never have one. All my watches have leather, leather bands. And then, of course, if you really get into it, the leather bands, yeah, they get pretty high end also type of leather, animal skin, that kind of stuff. And then the quality of the build, you know, it gets, yeah, wow. You know, it's enough just to pay for a, a functioning, accurate vintage watch, let alone the band. But over the course of this life, I've acquired quite the handful of them. And uh, I love switching it up every day and just adding a little extra style to my one-handed flavor and people do stop and watch as I try to put on my wristwatch. Okay, my friends, that's pretty much the dealio. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to go see the doctor about my arm and get a little feedback there. And then, of course, impeachments in the air and the whole insurrection and all that. And little extra tension. It never seems to stop with what's going on in our present day political situation. But that is all cause, my friends, that is all cause to just be the greatness we want to see in the world, the kindness, the extra amount of compassion and patience that we should all have. And uh, try deeply not to take a stand to be divided. Take a stand for compassion. 
I will not stand divided. I only stand for compassion and love and just supporting my fellow human. Okay, my friends, with that, it is, well, oh, look at that. It's Boulevard time. It's time for me to go, and I'll check it out with what my mama always likes to say. Stay safe. Be cool. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.